All right, and we are recording. Oh, that was drawn out. <laughs> I, I want to say, I mean, no, I'm here for it. Hey, good people, welcome back. I do draw it out. I know, that was like really drawn out though. So we're back, good people. I'm Ashley. I'm Rashina. You hear the vibrato in there though? <laughs> in case you guys forgot, we're Jesus Business and Culture, and Sheena is always going to sing at an episode. I think there's one episode where I didn't sing. I would beg you to find it. I, I bet you 50 bucks you couldn't find it quickly. Oh, wow. Remember that song? Sing to the one. You're ready for our worship songs of the week then, aren't you? To lay it all down for me. I always want to jump in. My voice is so horrific. Our good friend, she um, wrote that song in the... I yeah. miss that song. I know. And she never just like sings for me. I know that's not her job, but like... It's I feel like, like low-key kind of selfish. It is. Like, it is. The Lord gave you this great gift, and like I feel like it would be like a fair... Like, and you don't want to personally share that with us. Like, yeah, you worship, you're the worship pastor. Uh, blah, 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 but. but I just like, sometimes I just want her to sing me a song. Why are you like, in even my house? Just, oh, just send me a voice note. Oh, yeah. Just I would sing, take that. Like, sing, sing the voice note to me. I'm going to put out another request for that. I feel like we're long overdue for a voice note. Okay, maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but you want to start with Worship Songs of the Week? You want me to start? Because you have a new song. My song is kind of like a quote-unquote throwback. Yeah, you can start. Okay. So I'll start. Um, my song, is, which I mean, if you've ever heard of worship service or maybe didn't, um, you probably have heard the song nevertheless. It's Oceans by Hillsong. And um, it was super popular, probably like seven or eight years ago i mean it was a bit yeah it was long it was like i was like new to the faith um but it we were studying we're doing a bethmore study and shout out to bethmore for just being the realist and like one of the best bible teachers i've ever experienced in my life but um we were in our last uh last week we were discussing peter walking on water and this song is like you know kind of parallels that like you call me out into the waves um And the thing that really stuck with me and like the Holy Spirit really put this song on me was like, when oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace. And I talked a little bit last episode about how um, just starting to feel a little weary in this like year of a pandemic year of just being able to focus on all the things that aren't good in your face all the time. And after four years of a president who was just really divisive and all of those things, just feeling really weary. And like this last Bible study um, really reminded me about the story of Peter and that he asked Jesus, call me. You always love this point that like, he wasn't like, he just was like, let me see what's good if I can walk on the water the way Jesus is walking on the water. Like he told Jesus, call me and I'll come to you. Right. Jesus says, come. Like if it's you, Jesus, if it's you, Jesus, call me. And Jesus says, come. And Peter gets out and he walks on water and you know, when he's walking on water while he's looking at like directly at Jesus. And once the wind starts going and the waves start going, he starts, he gets distracted by all that's around him and he starts to sink. And it's such a, it's such a parallel to our faith and what we're going through now is that when you look to the left and to the right, you see social injustice, you see racial injustice, you see crime, you see unemployment, you see people dying. Um, and all those things are real and you should feel those things. Um, but when you focus on Jesus, you can rise above all of that and really just kind of have peace and rest in knowing that Jesus has you. And so like this song was like just stirring in my spirit um, in the last week, which sounds super Christianese and I'm mad at myself for even saying it, but like stir, stir it up, in- stirring it up. <laughs> 
excellent preaching excellent excellent preaching mm. um so yeah this song has just been kind of on my heart in the last week or so and i've just been listening to it and just letting it kind of minister to me and speak to me and remind me that i can find rest in jesus despite all that's going on that's good excellent preaching <laughs> well my, i can't wait to go back to church so i could just like ad lib oh all of the things gosh. that i'm thinking while somebody's preaching that's funny um well speaking of good that is the name of my song and it is by one house worship featuring naomi rain who has been a leader on a um, maverick city she's another one if i like, knew her i would ask man. her to sing me everything and on on this one in the video she's playing the guitar oh is there anything she can't do like and she is like like yeah like and it this song resonated with me because kind of going off of what you and i hate to use the word piggybacking on the piggyback of what you said (laughs) you sound like a clubhouse (laughs) piggybacking off what you said ashley (laughs) um in the midst of all this we've had to remain good we've had to um maybe potentially fake good yeah Um, tell the truth and present good in the midst of all of this and i know that we said we were going to actually talk about it we'll probably talk about it our next episode but what we're going to talk about today like we just had to Um, (laughs) can't skip this one um and it's just the verses when doors seem like they're closing, you remain, you remain. When other, others turn against me, you remain faithful. The storms of life have cra- are crashing. You remain, you remain. Then should I fall, you catch me, you remain faithful. And and it's the course is just saying like, you are good, you're nev- you've never left me. And then, of course, the bridge. This is when you get the, the, um, the, uh, the, the stomp going. And it's a, you'll never let me go. You catch me when I fall. You never let me go. You're good. You're good. You are faithful. And just, I mean, simple words. And it is definitely a declaration that we have had to speak and like just really be and put over our lives as we've gone through this this panorama, this Panasonic. Oh my God, I heard somebody call it a pan, a pandemic. A pandemic. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I chilling. I chilling. I'm retired. I chilling, and it's a pandemic. It's, it's a pandemic. <laughs> um, we've had to remind ourselves and continuously speak of ourselves, like God. No matter what, you're good. You're gonna mm-hmm. catch me when I fall. You're faithful. In the midst of all of this, like keeping our eyes focused on God, similar to not even similar, exactly what you talked about with oceans and and that song Mm -hmm. and Peter being called to walk out on the water. Like this pandemic has been a walk on water for Christians. Yeah, it really has. And either you kept your focus or you looked at the winds and the storms that were around you and you crumbled. Like I know that there are a lot of Christians who have probably walked away. They feel disconnected more than ever. And I think- during this time, like it's truly been a uh, true reflection of your relationship with Christ. And you either got stronger. I don't think anyone remained the same during this. It's impossible. Like you either got stronger or you, your, your vine in that attachment to Christ has like started to kind of shred away and break off. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
I'll be adding these songs, of course, to yeah. the the playlist, and I won't preach anymore. I could really, it's really so good, go though. go on and on on that, but um, it's just a reminder, and just want to encourage all of you guys that's out there listening that God is good um, in the midst of all of it, um, everything that's going on, layoffs, furloughs, death, sickness, um, social. Um, uh, ju- injustice, racial unrest, all of that. Um, God is good, yeah. and uh, He's gonna He's gonna keep us um, in the midst of it all. Um, and we just gotta focus on Him. Yeah, that's excellent preaching. <laughs> I can't stand e- excellent you. preaching. It's uh, one of my favorites. Um, I can't wait to listen to the song all the way through. Um, I mean, Naomi could literally sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and I would be like, wreck us, Lord. <laughs> wreck us, oh God. God made the stars wreck us. Yes. Um, that's great, though. I mean, I think to your point, and I don't want to I don't want to belabor the point and piggyback off of this, huh, LOL. Um, mm-hmm. But I think to your point of people walk with Christ either being stronger or, or, or weaker, I think the, there's a lot of people who are in the season of neutrality, which I think is even more dangerous. You know, the Bible talks about like be hot or cold, but you cannot be lukewarm. Ooh. And I think a lot, what we've seen from a lot of people is that there, you've had to a reckoning with what your faith was really based on. Like, was it really based on Jesus? Was it really based on the Bible? And are you neutral in that now that you have to really pick a side and really stand on what the word says? And I think that neutrality is what got a lot of people and their friends looking at them kind of sideways, like, so what do you believe? And what, where do we stand? And what, what do we actually believe? Like, was the church, what, like, is the church community all that, what your relationship was standing on? Was it performative? Was it about traditions Mm -hmm. or was it about, was it about the word of God and the gospel in itself? Yeah. You bet that life or not. Yeah. And I think that's where transparently, that's where I, you know, people that we've love and know who we've seen really kind of like, do what I feel. And we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast opposite of the gospel um, is hard to look at. Cause you're like, are you look, reading the same Bible? Like how can we be believing in the same Jesus? Like yeah. you're talking about the Jesus who, who met the woman at the well and the Pharisees wanted to stone the other woman. And, but he said Yo. he was like, so I think neutrality is where people have got, and this is a whole other, I'm off topic. I know we're going to talk about Harry and Megan and Oprah interview, but I like know. this has really been stirring as me is that neutrality, that lukewarmness that I think a lot of Christians are in and they're really having to face is my faith in Jesus and the gospel or is my faith in my traditions and the way that things are that I like. And we probably have a whole other episode on all of that, but I've been like the people that I've stuck closest with, even like the influencers and bloggers that I followed are the ones who, you know, who are, I'm a Christian blogger um, who have really stood on the gospel in yeah. this time. And, and and it's a tough choice because you are going to lose in some capacity when you stand on the truth. Um, and, you know, I've, I've watched close friends and Instagram friends who have lost fans and money and all the things because they were like, no, I can't stand with this. Right. Or yes, I will stand with this. And mm-hmm. um, again, I'm off topic and kind of on topic all at the same time. But just uh, again, rising above the waves, like how good is your God? And if it if you're not talking about God, you're talking about how the things are and feeling safe and feeling in power, that neutrality is going to get you in trouble. So anyways, yeah, I'm done now. 
You sure you, just, you got some? I'm, I feel like you got some more stirred up in you. I mean, I'm, I'm stirred well, up about a lot of things these days, but go on now, Ashley. Um, <laughs> what we really came on here to talk about, but I mean, I this is who we are, right? Jesus, right. business, and culture. We're always gonna JBC. We're always gonna share the truth, and we start with worship songs, and it typically leads us on to on to more. But we're always gonna lead with Jesus, which is who we are and what we stand for. But why are you making a face? Nothing. Okay. Well, what we really came on here to talk about, in addition to our worship songs of the week and my low-key rant, was this Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah Winfrey. And before we get into the nitty-gritty of the details, of the questions, of all the Oprah means that came out, I just want to give Oprah her flowers. Can we, yeah, just, can talk we just take a moment for to, a minute to clap it up and for just Oprah. say, Oprah is the GOAT. Like, in addition to being a once-in-a-generation journalist, interviewer, TV personality, the way she keeps creating opportunities to make money is baffling i mean yeah i mean she has her own network that she could have aired this on and then she aired it on cbs and they showed her she shopped it around wild like it's wild it's wild so i just like we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty of this interview which there's so much to get into get down to the nitty-gritty but i just wanted to take like 15 30 seconds to just say like oprah is the goat she and then not only did she do the interview on not her own network but on cbs but then she did the morning after with her friend gail who she also put on like that level of excellence and like right. bringing each other up was just like it distracted me from what what actually happened in that interview because oprah is facts so facts and and they like they filmed it at somebody else's house I, like this is a middle point between our house and your house like i'm like whose house was it whose house do we even this? know ain't no telling like, ain't no telling and i'm sure that person got paid a nice little penny Heck yeah. to have some people over there in a panorama but and in the panorama <laughs> the panasonic pandemic yeah, the pandemic all of that but okay but, so we we walk so let's first start by saying we are huge fans of the crowns of the crown not the crowns that sounds that's a whole different show probably but the, the crown the crown the show the show, not the actual like monarchy. We're actually not royalist in any way. No, like, we don't like care I give about two it. cares about. We have to Google everything when we watch the crown because we're like, who is that now? And what are they? But like a pandemic happened and yeah. we were like, although we probably started watching it before the pandemic. No, we watched it from the, like when the crown but, like, first aired. Like, it was like easy to be sucked into this last season because it came out during the pandemic. And right. it was like, I could just watch this straight through, which I think we pretty closely did. We maybe watched it in two sittings uh yeah okay i think so so we watched the crown and then we were like well now we need to know what's happening like because like, are they going to write this this generation into the crown so we watched the interview and there's so much like i'm gonna let you start not let you start but go ahead and start with like your two cents on like so here's my my thought process on the interview with megan prince harry and the queen oprah winfrey auntie yeah trust and believe black women that's all i got intentional mic, real clear yeah mic drop like trust and believe black women that's all i got that's literally all you're gonna yeah, say. yeah 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 it, forget those other points that i put out there oh okay no, no, no. <laughs> i'm like oh for real like, no 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 so knowing that we watch the crown i'm we are very close to what the crown is about how it operates from a loose standpoint but it's factual it's 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 for the most part it's factual 
Yeah. Um, the idea of the crown, the ideal of the crown mm-hmm. is that nothing is above it. Right. Yeah. And when I watched this interview, I said, I believe everything that she is saying because it's fresh off of the crown where Princess Diana comes into the picture. Mm-hmm. This is exactly when she was describing like calling and trying to get help, writing the family, trying to get help. And they were like, suck it up. This is what we all go through. That's exactly what they did to Princess Diana. That is exactly what happened to her. They neglected her, her needs, her mental, uh, like health. her mental health, everything. And Megan isn't, Megan was a normal person, making her own famous, mm-hmm. famous in a probably more worldview than like the royals and in like uh like kate middleton and all you yeah, know what i mean like yeah i mean first of all she's american which is like right. the first thing like princess diana grew up in that culture of understanding the crown and what it meant and those women are groomed like kate middleton has been chasing that dude chasing the crown she chased the crown and positioning herself forever so sorry to interrupt you but no, like, you're good princess diana grew up in that world she knew who prince who prince charles was like that was that was strategic Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And so after watching The Crown and coming fresh off of that and then hearing this woman speak about her experience in the royal family, I was like, not surprising to me at all. And what's worse about this is that we have a layer of race on this. Yeah. And Harry said it in the interview. He was like, this was, I mean, this was an opportunity to have someone who is non-white come in and during this time, I mean, yeah, during the time of where we are, like black women being elevated, like even when they got married, however many years ago, like this was a perfect opportunity for them to be shown even in a better light. And they didn't have her back at all. Yeah, I mean, the thing that's, I mean, there's a lot of things that struck me, but in reference specifically to not having her back, the quote where she said, they were willing to tell a lie to protect others in the family, but they weren't willing to tell the truth to protect me. And it just was like, it just made me think so much about corporate America and professional sports and, you know, like, the people saying, like, well, this is the life you signed up for is, to me, is the exact same of telling LeBron, like, shut up and dribble. Yeah. And it's the same way as telling us as women, black women in corporate America, like nothing's above the brand. Like I'm willing to let you be the angry black woman. I'm willing to trot you out when we're talking about diversity. Um, But if you have like a real issue or something like that, like it's not really brand safe. It's not really, it's not really, doesn't really go with our corporate values. And like, it's just, it struck me as so, corporate Mm -hmm. and American corporate which we all know is like freaking criminal like Mm -hmm. that it was just it was wild yeah yeah and but not at all surprising not not at all surprising like you're willing to cover up Prince Andrew being a part of the Epstein ring but you don't you like like really 
and, and and the color of the baby, little Archie's skin oh, is gonna be what? That's that's what you're concerned about. You're not concerned with Prince Andrew and his Epstein and his obsession with young with with little girls, like children, like sex trafficking, yeah, like, human trafficking. Yeah, like that's when I knew that race was an issue. Big big facts. Like it, the the other stuff, you could have like, okay, well, you know, well maybe. I mean, race plays a part in it, you know. But this right here, yeah, like stamp because you brushed Andrew being a legit pedophile and criminal under the under the rug, like it was no big deal. Yeah, and, and he took a step back from his royal duties, but did he lose his title? And the fact that even before they stepped away. Archie was their their son was not going to have any title. They completely restructured restructuring the family, the family dynamics so that like he wasn't going to have a title was wild. Yeah, so nothing is above the crown, but we gonna restructure so that uh, little little Archie won't be a prince. And my thing is, is like it's the the odds of Archie ever being a prince and it having will, to be king is like. It would take a, a, a disaster. It would take the plague. <laughs> We're in a pandemic. It would, t- <laughs> But it would take like. A, Their family getting wiped out. Right, basically. Like a, a plane crash or something horrible happening to that entire family for him to be in line. Like, so it's like, you guys really are that hateful. You're really that racist. And I think, that, I mean, we know that they are because the concept of even just like a family royal bloodline is like wild in itself. Yeah. Um, this like pure white bloodline is I mean, wild it, in the itself. The monarchy started like well. Right. And we're like brushing off there. that like Princess Charlotte was black. Like we don't even like address. Now who? Who was that? Who did Everyone want to be upset about Bridgerton, but we we're like, but she was actually black. What? Though. Who was Prince Charlotte, girl? <laughs> they ain't never heard of her. I was like, yeah, they don't. Y'all are doing the absolute most. But yeah, like this, this little Archie, he didn't ask for this. He didn't ask for this. He, this is his birthright, and you want to take that away from him. And I love that Megan kept saying, like, you don't have to give me protection, but give my son and my husband the protection that is in. The crown, whatever you, the Legis- rule book, legislation the rule or book. whatever it is, yeah, like, it, like, like yeah. that's in the rule book. Like you going against that, taking away his protection, taking away his security, and all that stuff. Like that goes against everything. That that's that's not that's not in the rule book for the crown. And then the queen's statement, girl, girl. Between the queen's statement that said, I don't recall. Yeah, she basically said, "I plead the fifth. Like, though some of the um, some of the remembrances may need to be reconciled. I can't. I don't even have the quote up. I'm not even prepared. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It was a bunch of. It was a bunch between that and then the random Prince William walking around with all the black people. All the black. Did you see the black woman that was behind him with the African print? Did you just go out and be like, "Hey, we need a couple of we need a couple of black people." Hey, the black person that's on staff. Hey, you got some print. You got some, right? You got, you got, you got an, an African, African garb. African you got garb, some garb. And then Prince um, Charles was like at the hospitals in like predominantly black neighborhoods, and I was like, Wait, "You guys, you're not helping because the whole point, not the whole point, but one of the biggest points was that let the British press and the royal family are in cahoots." Well, duh. Right? No, no, no. I mean, I know, but like yeah. that was the whole point. So it's like you're not actually doing yourselves any favor by spinning this. That like, we're look how non-racist we are. Look at I got a black friend. I got black friends. One of our nannies is black. Staff 
is black. Yeah, like this is our chef. She's black. Like, I mean, I don't know who those people were, and I'm not negating their roles and responsibilities, but like, you're not doing yourselves any favors by saying like you're in the you call, what you called your friends the press and said like, hey, I'm gonna have a couple of uh, dark skinned people with me, and I think it'd be uh, really yeah, helpful if you guys great. could show up. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I watched The Crown. I saw how they used to uh, meet with the journalists and stuff, and and uh, spin those stories. Like that. Come on, yeah, don't do I that. Mean, the and the institution versus the firm girl and the, i was like who who's the firm the firm What's is that? the immediate family yeah yeah i get it i had to look it up but and yeah and also just like watching the princess diana doc oh, where uh, in her, her own interview in her own words it used to be on netflix now it's on disney plus but basically she um documented her documentary mm-hmm and um and and it was a the parallel of it was just, just feeling so isolated i felt suicidal i was struggling i was asking for help right and harry said i knew she knew and we've made it this far because of the money my mom left what my mom left me and can we shout out tyler perry yeah, I we all were remiss to not mention Uncle can, Tyler. Can we shout out Tyler Perry? Y'all gonna get off of Tyler Perry and his bad wigs, his shows, all of that. That brother is building some stuff and he helps out and quietly helps out people and does stuff all of the time with without like any type of recognition. He don't want it. He's right. just like, I'm gonna do it. Oh, y'all wanna shoot Black Panther in my studio? Come on, do it. The fact that in two weeks before the world was going to shut down and you have to imagine that the royal family being the royal family knew what was up. They weren't like the rest of us who were like, everything's fine. Just a couple of, you know, Chinese. We'll be flu, back by Easter. We'll be back by Easter. Like they had to know what was going on and that just weeks before the world was going to shut down and the borders were going to shut down. They were going to take their security and their financial support. They were going to. They did. They did. They said it was there nothing it was it was there was nothing that they could do essentially like sorry this is like the decision that's and the threat it remains the same and the, we're gonna that's take that was your the security. quote the threat remains the same and we're gonna take your security like i it made me think of like i'm grateful that princess diana left her youngest son money and that megan had her own money and her own right and that tyler perry came through like a like a knight in shining armor to help them and support them because yeah. not only did he provide a home for them to stay in he also provided them with security which is like incredible but it made me think of how many other women and other people are in positions with parents who have control and can't leave right like they're dependent on their in-laws or their parents for financial support or child care or whatever what, William I, yeah I mean yeah him but <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking about regular people. Yeah. In addition to William, like, yeah, he can't leave. He can't leave. Right. I mean, he can, but you can't. Now he really can't, though. Right. Like, he really can't leave. And, I mean, Kate's in it. She loves it. This is. She's probably holding a knife to his throat, like, now you better not. (laughs) Like, yeah, they can't leave. But, yeah, like. But, yeah, I I feel you with that. Like, just normal people who are depending on their parents and that feel trapped yeah um somebody was like how do you you're you're a billionaire you had a billion dollar wedding like you can still be trapped no matter if you have negative fifteen hundred dollars in your bank account right 
or $15 billion in your bank account, you can still be trapped in your situation and it not be good. And the royal family, like it is, like Harry said, Harry said, they're trapped. They can't go anywhere. They can't go anywhere. And Megan opened up his eyes to them being trapped. And he said, like, I don't think I would have stepped away if it wasn't for her. Yeah, he wouldn't have known to. Yeah, you don't know any you just better. Just smile and nod and like do your job. And I mean, it's the exact same way that like we talk about like these athletes don't have a right to be miserable. They have all this money. You get to play sports for a living. Like Kevin Love can't have mental health issues, or yeah, you know LeBron has to just shut up and dribble, or whatever the case may be. Like that doesn't take away that you have to live a life. Like all the, I mean, if we've learned anything about pandemics is all the money in the world doesn't make you happy right um but yeah i mean just i i like want to go back and watch this last season of the crown and like with princess diana because the parallels were so harsh and i think harry being the youngest and arguably her favorite and like you know they're i mean two peas in a pod legitimately i think he felt the weight of what he lost in his mother in watching megan suffer through that like that that when they showed the photos and i and i again i recognize it's an interview and there's two sides to every story blah 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 but like when she was like i don't feel safe to stay home and she's like if you zoom in you can see he's like gripping gripping my hand and we're just trying to get through the night and i was like that's so sad can you imagine being pregnant already the depth of what that is on a woman and being like she said she had she left the house twice in four months yeah, and they told her that she had been out enough. She needs to lay low. Lay low. She's she's everywhere. That's wild. She said they took away her passport, keys. You turn all that in, driver's license, all of that when you enter into that family. What a missed opportunity to be inclusive and total missed opportunity. Like and then the the press, like, let's talk about how people responded. Like, let's talk about the worst of the worst of the worst. Nothing like a married man scorned. <laughs> Talking about white privilege and entitlement. Good old Pierce Morgan. Oh, Pierce Morgan. He, I don't even know what to say about that. Except for like his, he walked off set. Even before he walked off set, let's talk about the years and years and years that he's been like bad mouthing and speaking negatively about Meghan Markle, all because he had one drink with her and she never called him back. Mind you, go ahead. He was full on married at the time. I was going to have to say, wasn't he married? How long have you been married? Was he married? He was married. So have no fury like a white man turned down because like you're telling me that you had one drink with this woman. She never called you back. And then her next like blind date or whatever was Harry. And that became, and like you just ranted and ranted and ranted about it for years. So that's first and foremost. And then this interview comes on and you just, it's just, it was disgusting. Just totally dismissive and just like, yeah. And then you were going to talk about how he walked off when his coworker or co he couldn't he couldn't stand it he was like yeah i'm done i'm done and walked off you're such a child not only are you like just just i mean just really disgusting and his co-worker said it he was like uh well i wish i could remember the word that he pathetic did he say he was pathetic i think so 
He was like, this is just pathetic that like you can't sit up here for five minutes and listen to me have an opposing viewpoint on how horrific you've treated me. And when he said what really triggered him like was when he said, I countless times that you've spoken about her and she's never mentioned you once. (laughs) I knew Pierce was done at that point. Yeah, because it was like that's just predatory male behavior. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's just predatory. The reason that women give you give their number out just so you leave them alone. You can leave them alone. Just predatory male behavior, and and it it showed. It was so obvious. It was it was awful. Like just the response. Like it's. I mean, for the most part, outside of peers, I think. (laughs) Well, there was the one fake interview that those those TikTokers did, but. (laughs) <laughs> they were like that was the, it they interviewed them before the interview mm-hmm. that was a mess by the way um the willingness to lie the, yeah right it's just wild but again black people surrounded and embraced uh megan and and loved on her and yeah i mean trust and believe black women yeah because we're not lying about this nonsense right um just wild i still can't get over it like i'm still like Again, the, what I think what's most disheartening about the interview is that while it was stunning to hear it audibly from their mouths and their experiences, nothing they said was like, wow, I can't believe that happened. Like that, that's hard for me to believe. I don't know. The Archie was asking about what his skin color was going to be. That, that was, was hard for you that, to believe. I, that was hard. I mean, like, ooh, that's, that's rough, Bo, man. Tell me more. That's, I mean, like, really? I mean, yes, but first of all, if you look at her and look at him, like <laughs> you're gonna get a clear baby. <laughs> you don't know these. You know, nine, nine, Let me say this: nine times out of ten, looking at her skin tone and his, like you're gonna have your little, little light skinned baby. You like know, those I know that's why I said nine times out of ten. But it surprised you because you just assumed that because she's so light. Why is that a topic of conversation? Because they're racist. Like, what do yeah, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yes, but it was just—it was just like you really like that came out your mouth. You asked, you asked that question. I asked, but yeah, you asked that question. But Megan, God bless her. I mean, she and good for good for her is what I would really like to say. Yeah. Like, good for her and good for Harry for being like no like. We don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 glad that he chose his family, and um, he didn't want history. He best and he said it in an interview, "I didn't want history to repeat itself." And him getting out, and if anything were to happen at this point in time, it's clear what happens or who's behind it. Yeah, and I'm not a big conspiracy theory. Like I don't think that. Um, I don't think that Princess Diana was like killed. I think I know you feel differently. Um, I just I think that they put her in unsafe situations. Like I don't think the car accident was intentional. I think they were just not injustice, like not the right word. I just think that it's too much pressure and too much exposure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It just. 
It just is so disheartening. Nothing surprises me. I think scandal has me. Yeah. Has me like, like scorned about like, me, but you're so you know what I mean? Scandal like, like, no, we're just going to like. Car accident. Boop, car accident. Yeah. Heart attack, but we right. poisoned them. Right. So anyway, what else we got? I don't know. What else do we have? Are we are we going? Are we touching on? Uh, oh, we're going to do a full parents don't understand episode. I, I mean, or parents understand and they just like we're going to cut you off. Yeah. So, I mean, the other big thing that happened um, post Megan and Harry, and I don't even know if it's big because to me, I feel like this man talked to another girl man the way he needed to be talked to. Facts. Kirk Franklin cussed his oldest son, who, by the way, is 33 years old. Smooth out. From here to california smooth like <laughs> i listened to the tape i was like who is that that is not that's kirk but <laughs> he i can't even repeat because this is jesus business this is in culture, culture. listen i don't think he wanted it repeated i don't th- i think kirk franklin still loves jesus of I just course he had a grown man talk to him like he was crazy and i think he just was like lost his cool so uh spark notes Kirk Franklin has an oldest child that he had before he married his current wife. Correct. Um, he's 33 years old. And 33. per per this young man, this 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 um I don't middle age sounds like rough, but like he's 33. So per this man's um own words, he was involved in the photos. I mean, we all see the Jet magazine articles that have everything showing him as a part of their family. Listen, blended families are hard. But that he was traveled with them, everything until he was 18 and was, you know, very much a part of their family. And I'm just again, two sides to every story. I'm waiting for it. But I'm just struggling with like, go to grow up, Peter Pan. Right. Homeboy said, um, imagine traveling the world and uh, being and traveling the country from age, whatever, through high school and then never experiencing that again. Because maybe because you're an adult you're supposed to go to school then you dropped out of school like maybe it was like you flunked out of school like maybe it was i like like i said i don't know we don't know the situations but like nothing is promised after like you know what i mean like like there are parents who are like 18 you done which we talked a lot about. We don't, yeah, we don't necessarily we co-sign with. Like we think it's important for you to support your kids and like break that generational. You're 18, you grown, get out of my house, pay right. your own bills. That's not, I don't think that's healthy. But I think what I struggled with outside of, even if Kirk Franklin caught him off at 18 and he didn't get to travel the world and he didn't pay for it from college after he flunked out, even if all those things are true, which they probably are, honestly. Right. What? I have a real problem, and one of our friends said it exactly how I would say it. Like, I'm over you millennials recording everything and putting it on Instagram. Like, go to therapy and Work get that whatever out feeling you need. Like, what was the purpose of recording that other than slandering and literally? Embarrassing. Like, to embarrass your dad. I know, but like, is that, so was your goal to build relationship? Because you, you're on the ground talking about you hurt. Nobody's called me to tell me that they miss me and all this stuff. And I want to be like, so you started a whole business. You're, you're supposedly running your own creative marketing business with no college degree and no support from anybody. Is that true? I guess, girl. Because that don't sound right. And two, if you wanted a relationship with your dad and that's what you were seeking, this doesn't seem like a good step. This is not. This sounds like 
you want to burn it all up and there's never and I, I never say never but like it's a very high chance that you don't bounce back from it well like, i can't trust you right like and you you put out a doctored recording like he went from oh, one device more. if you look at the video he goes from one device to the next oh i didn't see that like it's one device to the next like no, nah, put put if you on put put the whole thing out there. Put what you said first. Put you put what you said on there. Like you don't say because it picks up where Kurt is just like you. Which yeah, I, yeah which I don't think you start at that level. I you don't, don't think start you start there. at that level. Like I don't. I just I don't think you start at that level, especially like a man who I do like believes loves Jesus and like. I don't think I don't think any parent. Not any parent. I don't think most parents start at that level of like, what in the devil's hell? What like right. that crazy level of like just going off the handles, right? Facts. Like I just Facts. don't think parents start that way. I think like you're having a normal conversation and then things go left and you be like, what? What? What did you say to What'd me? What did you just say? Like I have been in that moment with my own dad, being like, we're having a normal conversation. I might say just one, just one one step in the wrong direction and you know danny's not saved he'll tell me what 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 did you just say facts and you'd be like oh, okay things just went all the way left like yeah i just was like i'm a uh, melodies from heaven and that's on melodies from heaven like, and that's on and that's on uh now behold the lamb <laughs> like put a child in a child's place you want to act like a child i'm gonna put you like i'm gonna put you in- first i mean when i first saw it i was like oh like Kirk's son, he's like, yeah, he's not, he's not underage, but he's young. But then I looked at dude, I'm like, you 33 years Wait, old. Like you and I wear fam, the same age. Fam, fam, go to therapy. Fam, just go to therapy. And I think what, did I read somewhere that T.D. Jakes was on the call? On the call. So clearly Kirk was looking for some accountability and some, so right. for him to go all the way left knowing that his spiritual mentor right. was on the call holding like clearly there was an effort for reconciliation and there was an effort for being held accountable and all of those things and like for him to go that far like you said something wild yeah yeah and this doesn't from and you know just to kind of wrap it up i guess like this doesn't take away from for me for the the work that Kirk Franklin has done, mm-hmm. it doesn't tarnish that for me because we all fall short. We all have had our moments of, um, that we want to take our moments that we want to take back. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately somebody aired this one out. We, we fortunately get to live that in our own secret and private space. Yeah, for sure. Um, unfortunately his was aired out, um, against his will. Um, but it doesn't take away from who he is, what he's done, the songs that he's written. Um, it just further confirms like we are all human. Um, and we can all slip and go off i mean we talk about this all the time like the foundation of our faith is redemption and reconciliation Mm -hmm. so if if people aren't allowed to stumble and fall and misstep and still be in right standing with jesus obviously doing all the steps of repentance and reconciliation all those things like then our faith is moot 
Facts. So I'm going to blast melodies from heaven. And, melodies from heaven. And I'm not talking about like condoning an abuse, a verbally abusive relationship. I'm talking about two grown men having a conversation. Facts. Because I don't agree with like parents cussing out children and things like that like i definitely don't agree with that um but this just sounds like a very toxic relationship that's been toxic for yeah. a while um even the 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 man the the adult he even said in one of his posts like only his grandmother support his grandparents support him like well, what you done did like where's your where your mom at like what what what, what where happened? are your siblings at? Where, like blocked him from instagram right like, so like what sound wild yeah so um it just sounded like a very toxic environment so we don't condone uh verbal abuse emotional abuse any of that and we definitely don't condone condone like christians cussing <laughs> people out uh but we do understand um that people have setbacks and family dynamics are complicated family dynamics are complicated so i ain't got nothing else me either i'm out of words <sighs> so, so as our best first guy son would say that's it that's it <laughs>